Come on, let's give him a little praise right now. I'm going to give you one more second. It's Palm Sunday. I know this is a rowdy church, but if you love him today, make a little bit of noise on your pew right now. Make a little bit of noise. Praise the Lord. Give our team a God bless you. That was awesome. Stand for the reading of God's word. It's just my custom. I feel like in America we stand for so much that doesn't matter. Why don't we stand for what does? Hallelujah. I'm going to warn you right up front, I feel like preaching. Glory to God. Uh, today is the beginning of Holy Week or Passion Week. It's, it's Palm Sunday. And we remember that Palm Sunday 2,000 years ago uh, when our Savior came into Jerusalem and the people had gathered there and they were shouting, Hosanna, and waving palm branches. And I've been in Jerusalem many, many times. I'm getting ready to go again here in the next several months, and I'd love to take you with me. But my, my heart comes alive when I speak a message like this because I know that this is real. This is not a fairy tale. This is not just another story. Jesus really is alive. Hallelujah. He really has power over death, and there really was a Palm Sunday. So I'm going to teach for just a few minutes. If you're ready, shout, bring it on. We're looking at Matthew 21, Matthew 21, verse 1. It says, Now when they drew near Jerusalem and came to Bethpage at the Mount of Olives, then Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go into the village opposite you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied and the colt with her. Loose them and bring them to me. And if anyone says anything to you, you will say, The Lord has need of them. And immediately he will send them. All this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet, saying, Tell the daughter of Zion, Behold, your king is coming. He's coming to you lowly and sitting on a donkey, a colt, the foal of a donkey. So the disciples went and did just as Jesus commanded them. They brought the donkey and the colt and laid their clothes on them and set him on them. And a very great multitude spread their clothes on the road. Others cut down branches from trees and spread them on the road. Then the multitudes who went before and those who followed cried out saying, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. When he had come into Jerusalem, all the city was moved, saying, Who is this? So the multitude said, This is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth of Galilee. I want to preach for just a few minutes along these lines. The donkey, the deliverer, and me. The donkey, the deliverer, and me. Tell your neighbor, it's really all about me. Yeah, yeah, I, I know you're not comfortable saying that, but tell your other neighbor, say, it's really all about me. He came for me. I wouldn't be here today if he hadn't have come for me. I wouldn't have made it into this room this morning had he not come for me. I, I wouldn't have made it here today to stand where I'm standing if he hadn't have come for me. How many of you know it's all about me? He did it for me. If you'd like to slip in this anointing, I'm gonna teach and preach in. Will you just slip up your hands today? 
Maybe you don't normally do that, but these hands are just saying, Lord, I surrender and open my heart to whatever you want to say to me today. Father, I pray today that you will help me teach and preach your word in a way that, that people will receive it and we will realize how much you love us. We bless your name, precious Jesus. You've been so good to us all. God, I worship you right here at the beginning of Passion Week. Jesus, let us all give you a great big thank you. We appreciate you so much. Somebody before you see to give the Lord the praise of the day, the ovation of the day. And you can be seated. The donkey, the deliverer, and me. This is such a powerful time as we commemorate and celebrate this Palm Sunday when the deliverer Jesus rode into Jerusalem on a donkey for me. Put your hand on your chest and say for me. Yes, it was for the disciples. Yes, it was to deal with religious issues. Yes, it was for the Jews. But here's what I believe with all my heart. I believe it was all about me. I believe Jesus did it for me. I, I, I don't want to make you talk to each other too much, but I would rather you talk to each other than talk about each other. Come on. But tell your neighbor, it's all about me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything that he did, he did it for me. Every stripe on his back, he took it for me. Every, every abuse that he took on his precious body, he took it for me. And that day when he came into Jerusalem, he came there for me. I want you to picture the scenario in your mind. It's now six days before the Lord would hang on Golgotha and give his life, the Bible says, as a ransom for many. He's preparing to come to Jerusalem on this Sunday, and he does something very, very unusual. He had spent the last several years walking to and fro across Israel, and I mean walking many a dirty, dusty mile, many days at the time. And it was nothing for him to make the long and arduous journey down from the Sea of Galilee all the way up to Jerusalem. One weary, dusty, dirty step after another, Jesus walked about doing good. But when it comes to this day, when he's going to ride into Jerusalem, people expect him not to do as, uh, people expect him to do as he had normally done and walk in. But on that day, he asked for a donkey. Now let's begin at the beginning. He knew what lay before him. He knew on the horizon betrayal, pain, turmoil, crucifixion. He knew all this lay in his future. He knew shouts of Hosanna would soon turn to cries of crucify him. He knew that in just a few days, people's opinions of him would change. And one little side note here for you, precious. Never be surprised when the people who love you one day want to kill you the next. Can I get a witness in this house? Have you ever had people love you and celebrate you in one season and they don't have any use for you in the next? They're your friend in one season and seem like your enemy in the next. Man, don't I know that's the truth. But I really want to explain and drain the text this morning because I was so taken by the very first part of this scripture. Jesus sends his two disciples out. He sends them on an errand to get a donkey. Go get a donkey, he says. Just, just go get it. Something valuable like that. 
something precious like that. Just go get it. Kind of like, is it grand theft auto, Lord? What, what do you want me to do? Just go steal a donkey. They just go take the donkey. They were probably afraid they'd get arrested. But you see, Jesus knew what they were thinking and he qualifies his request with this statement. He says, when you get there, if anybody asks what's up, tell them the Lord has need. Mark 11, the Lord has need. I want you to think about this statement for a moment. The Lord has need. What a phenomenal statement. What a mind-blowing statement. He's the Lord, y'all. He's the Lord of all. He's Jehovah Jireh, God the provider. He's El Shaddai, more than enough. This is a shocking statement to me because the Bible says the Lord has need. What in the world could El Shaddai need? What could the creator of the universe need? He's God. What could he possibly need? But what's got to be understood here is the fact that the Lord already owned the colt. He already owned the donkey. He already owns everything. How many of you know he owns your socks and your shoes? Come on, somebody. He owns, he owns the weave in your head. Can I get a witness in this house? He owns your clothes, he owns your car, he owns your house. The Bible said in, in, in Psalms 24, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Everything belongs to God. We are stewards of what we have. We will not own it forever. Everything belongs to God. But you see, God owns it all, but he will place things in our hands. He will give us access to things, and even though it's all already his, he gives us the option as to whether or not we will give it or keep it, whether we will withhold it or whether we will extend it. Because in reality, here's what you need to know. When God provides for his people, he provides for his own work. When God provides for his own people, he provides for his own work. He's looking for people that he can get in partnership with who will say, God, everything I've got, you gave it to me anyway, and I wouldn't have a thing without you. So God uses what he gives us and what he makes us stewards over to meet his own need. The Bible said the Lord has need. What a thought. What on earth could the Lord need? The word need there in the Greek, it means this. It means employment. It means requirement. It literally means this. The Lord said, I have business to do. The Lord is declaring here, I have necessary, duty-bound business that I gotta take care of. The Lord said, I gotta have, I got I got business that I gotta, I got I gotta, I gotta, I got something that I've gotta take care of. I've got business that I need to do. And can I just say here on a side note, this church is the king's business. We are, we are not in the denominational business. We are not in the school business. We're on television, but we're not in the television business. Come on, somebody. We, we, we are not in the building business, though we build buildings. At the end of the day, we're in the king's business. We're in partnership with the king of kings and the lord of lords. Is there anybody that wants to be in partnership with the king? Come on, make a little noise if you want to be about the king's business. 
See, see, if you'll be faithful when God extends things to you and it still belongs to him, but he'll give you the choice on whether or not you're gonna share it with him or you're gonna keep it. If you'll be faithful, God will bless you with more. See, in Luke 22, and you read the story, he provided a good man with an upper room and then used that upper room to celebrate Passover and establish communion. In Luke 5, he provided Simon with a ship and then got in it to preach the gospel. In Mark 11, he provides somebody with a donkey and then uses that donkey to ride triumphantly into Jerusalem on. In Mark 15, he provides a man named Joseph of Arimathea with a tomb and then he borrows that tomb for three days. And on the third day, he kicked the end out of that tomb and he rose victorious. Today, he's alive and has power over death, hell, and the grave. See, the Lord said, I, I, got, I got some work to do and here's what I need. I need a donkey. I need a stubborn, common, hard-headed, everyday, go-its-own-way donkey. The Lord said, I need him. He's a donkey, but I need him. He's got issues, but I got a job for him. He's got problems, but I want to use him. Isn't it amazing to think of this fact? The Lord wants to use us. Isn't it amazing to think that the Lord himself says, I need you. I want to use you. And I want to say today, the Lord needs you. He doesn't need you to be who he is or to find his identity. How many of you know God is God with us or without us? But the Lord needs us because he wants to use us. And, and, and surely there were those who thought it would make more sense if Jesus rode in on a steed, if he rode in on a Clydesdale, come on, on a white stallion, on a grand horse. But that day he rides in on a donkey. Jesus said, I have business for a donkey. I want to use a donkey. I need a donkey. I've got good news for you today. God still uses donkeys. The Lord still uses donkeys. Oh, I'm glad about it. Uh, I said, I'm glad about it. Look down your row and your neighbor should really be happy. Come on. God still uses donkeys. Look at your neighbor and say, that ought to make you want to give God a praise. God still uses donkey. Everybody ain't as cool as you. There's some people on your row with donkey issues. Come on. But is there anybody glad that God will still use a donkey? God will still use people with issues. God will still use people with problems. God will still use people that are hard-headed, that go their own way, that have their own agenda. Oh, you can sit there today and act like you've always been submitted and you've always been holy and you've always been right, but there were times in your life when you were unsubmitted and you went your way. But God said, in spite of that fact, I have business for donkeys. Come on. God specializes in using people that are not all that. He specializes in using people with issues, with problems that are jacked up, that are, that, that are messed up from the chest up, beat up from the feet up, toe up from the Oh, come on, somebody. People with problems, people with attitudes, people, people that don't always act like they need to act or do what they need to do, people that have been prone to go their own way, run their own route. But God said, in spite of their issues, I want to use them. That's one of the reasons that I love him so today. That's one of the reasons why my praise is radical and my preaching is passionate because I know that I shouldn't even be standing on this stage today. But God has brought 
brought me a mighty long way. Is there anybody in the room that can say, I've had my donkey moments, Pastor, but I gotta give him some praise that the Lord still uses donkeys. I, I dare somebody, and maybe you're a little bit too religious right now, but if you've had some donkey moments and you're glad that the Lord still uses donkeys, make a little noise in the house right now. Oh, he rides a donkey. Doesn't ride a steed, doesn't ride a stallion, doesn't ride a great white horse. He, he rides a donkey. He could have ridden whatever he want to, wanted to have ridden that day. The Bible said in Psalms 18 he could have ridden upon a cherub and he could have flown upon the wind. But that day he rode in on a donkey. He had business for a donkey. And I'm telling you today, God wants to use you. I'm telling you it doesn't matter how stubborn you've been, how hard you've been. It doesn't matter where we've been in our past. God wants to use us. Hallelujah. God's got a plan for us. Somebody give him praise if you're thankful that he still uses donkeys. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, now watch this. Donkeys were considered unclean because of the way they chewed their food and because of their hooves, because of the way their hooves collected dirt. They were considered unclean and because of the way that they chewed and digested their food. Hear me, it had to do with what they partook of. It had to do with the places that they had walked. It had to do with their journey. And you see, we have all been unclean because of things we partook of. We've all been unclean because of places that we've walked, but he still forgives us and he still restores us. We've all had moments where we've been donkeys and, and we've partook of things that were not clean and were not right. We've had times when we did things that we shouldn't have done and we went places that we shouldn't have went, but the Bible shows us something very powerful. In Exodus 13, 13, the Jews are instructed that they could redeem a donkey by sacrificing a lamb. That the donkey could be redeemed by the sacrificial offering of a lamb. Oh, I know this is too much for some folks in the room, but is there anybody glad for the lamb of God that was sacrificed to redeem us donkeys? For everywhere that we ever walked, for every step that we ever took outside his will, his feet were nailed to the tree for every vile place my feet have ever carried me. His hands hands are nailed to the tree for every immoral things my hands have ever done. His back was placed against that cross and so when my back is against the wall, I remind the devil that his back has been put against the cross and he has a plan for my life. Is there anybody here? You are thankful today that the lamb was sacrificed for the donkey. You wouldn't be here today had he not borne your grief and carried your sorrow. None of us would be here had we not been redeemed by the lamb. And even that day, when he comes in on Palm Sunday, precious, he's riding a lowly donkey. And when Jesus rode the donkey, it wasn't about the donkey. It was about the passenger. Oh, help me, Jesus. See, it's not about us. It's all about him. The donkey was the common animal of common people. But I want to share with you quickly three things about the donkey. Number one, before Jesus could really use that donkey the way he wanted to use that donkey, the donkey had to be broken. 
If the donkey was going to be used by the master, he had to be broken. See, see, beloved, an unbroken donkey has certain characteristics. An unbroken donkey is stubborn. Uh, an unbroken donkey is hard-headed. Do you know anybody stubborn? Do you know anybody fussy? Do you know anybody hard-headed? Do you know anybody that seeks to have their own way? I know you're dying to point at somebody on your row, but you can't do that right now because it's sure enough, they, you're going to point at them, you're going to have six fingers pointing at you. Come on, somebody. Do you know anybody that acts like a donkey, wild and unbroken? Job said this in Job 11:12. man is born as a wild coat, and the only way a donkey can become what it's meant to become it has to go through the process of breaking. A specifically trained trainer knows how with certain abilities will take that donkey through a breaking season because that donkey can't be used until he's broken. And see, some of you have gone through seasons of brokenness. You've gone through seasons where you haven't achieved what you wanted to achieve and you haven't seen what you wanted to see. And the enemy says, I'm going to kill you with it. But God said, no, I'm breaking your pride. I'm breaking your agenda. I'm breaking your own motives because I've got a plan for your life. If the devil had any sense, he would leave you alone because the very broken places that you're in right now, this brokenness that you're enduring right now, is going to open the door for great use in the kingdom of God. Oh, I don't know about you. I'm trying not to get carried away because I have a lot of teaching to do today. But I look back across my life and there were times that I was broken. I was humiliated. I was humbled. I was struggling. I was weeping. I was crying. I had long days and lonely nights. But now I look back on that season and the things I used to cry over today, I shout over. Because God, you used it to break me and show me who you really were. Is there anybody thankful for a God that loves you enough to break the stubbornness out of your life. To break your agenda. To break your own preconceived ideas of what life is supposed to be. Even when he breaks us, it's for our own good. The donkey, yeah, the donkey was untamed, unbroken. Jesus said, go into the village opposite you where you will enter. You will find a colt, a donkey tied. Watch this. On which no one has ever sat. Come on now. Unbroken. This donkey was untamed. This donkey that Jesus sat upon had not been broken. But when that donkey had a real encounter with Jesus, when he really got a touch from Jesus, he didn't fuss. He didn't resist. He didn't buck. When he had a real encounter with Jesus, he submitted. And according to Job's man's will, is like that of a wild donkey. But hear me, no matter how wild and unbroken a man may be, everything changes when Jesus gets on board. Everything changes when the master gets on board. You look at Jim Rayleigh now, I'm 53. I'm a different man than I used to be. You wouldn't have believed me when I was 23. You wouldn't have believed me when I was 20 years old. 
old, 21 years old. I was going my own way and doing my own thing, but everything changed when the master got on board. Everything changed in my life. Let me tell you, when Jesus gets on board, baby, I'm talking about really on board. When he becomes the passenger in your life, when he gets connected to you, things change in your life. I wouldn't give you two cents for a salvation and an encounter with Jesus that didn't change you. But hear me, if you knew all over this room that there are people sitting around you, you don't even know what they used to be. You don't even know the hell they used to raise. You don't even know what they walked out of. You have no clue of how good God has been to them. You don't even understand their journey. But when Jesus got on board, he shifted their whole life. He shifted everything about them. When you really encounter Jesus, baby, your attitude will change. Your disposition will change. Your desires will change. Your actions will change. Let me tell you, you've been transformed because Jesus got on board. Is there anybody here today that would admit, man, he's come on board in my life. He's changed my life. He's transformed my life. I'm not what I used to be. Once he got on board, make a little noise if you're glad about it. Oh, see, it's hard to be angry when Jesus is on board. It's hard to be unforgiving when Jesus is on board. Come on now, when you've got the Holy Spirit, it's hard to... Mm, to go to the do drop in. It's hard to have booty calls when Jesus is on board. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me because there ain't room for you, her, and the Holy Ghost. Can I get a witness in that bed? Somebody's leaving. It's hard to stay controlled by the flesh when Jesus gets on board. In those days, every animal that had not been written was considered sacred and could be used for sacred events. Let me say this, no matter how wild and untamed a person's past may be, Jesus specializes in changing wild and untamed and unbroken people into those he can use for the sacred. That's why you can't underestimate anybody. That's why you can't look down your nose at anybody. That's why you can't act like you're better than anybody. That's why you can't act like you're more religious than anybody. You never know who God's going to use next. You never know who God will forgive, restore, give a brand new life, a fresh anointing and cause them to be a world changer. You never know. That's why you can't look down your nose at somebody who rides the bus or you can't look down your nose at somebody who struggles in life because let me tell you, God still specializes in making an underdog an overcomer. He'll still pick you up out of the pit and set you on a rock. He'll still make a way right out of nowhere. God, it's that kind of God. Don't be quick to judge anybody. I said, don't be quick to judge anybody. See, we must be broken if we're going to truly be used by God. And we're all aware that life has struggles and that we've struggled. And we know that if we make it, we have to go through times of brokenness. Who would admit that there have been seasons of brokenness that you have not understood? But you know, in the natural realm, when something is broken, we throw it away. But not God. God places a premium on the broken because he said, I can, I can use you if you're broken. I can use you when you don't think you're all that. 
I can use you when you're broken. And you may be here today and you got a broke down past. God is greater than your past. You may have broke down finances. You may have a broke down family. You may have a broke down marriage. You may have a broke down situation, but don't give up. God will use the broken. The Bible said in Psalms 51, at the hardest time of his life, the most broken moment of his life, David said the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. These, oh God, you will not despise. So number one, the donkey had to be broken, but number two, the donkey had to be loosed. See, this is mighty here to me because the master couldn't have used the donkey as long as he was bound up. He had to loose him. I said he had to loose him. If he was going to use him like he wanted to use him, he had to loose him. And see, Jesus, he wants to use so many people. He has such an agenda to use so many people, but they won't allow themselves to be loosed. They won't allow themselves to get free from the things that bind them and hold them. He wants to use people in ways they never dreamed possible. But what stops them from being used is the fact that they are bound, bound by religion, bound by their own desires, bound by pride, bound by sexual bondage, bound by racism, come on, bound by sin, bound by lust, bound by money, bound by the power bound by unforgiveness bound by anger but Jesus wants to use us see but he will loose us in order to use us that's why the devil wants to keep you bound up that's why the devil wants to keep you in bondage to your past in bondage to your problem in bondage to your issue but Jesus said when you find that donkey he said I want you to loose him from what has bound him up see you can sit out there and be religious if you want to but you wouldn't be here today if God had and loosed you from the mess that bound you up. Some of you have overcome abuse. Some of you have overcome all kinds of things in your life. You've overcome poverty. You've stepped out of hell. You've stepped out of trouble. But it's because the Lord has loosed you from the things that used to bind you. I wish I could find one witness in the house that could say, Pastor, I'm thankful that when he found me, he freed me. He didn't leave me in the mess that I was in. He changed my life. Oh, we don't just serve a finding God. We serve a freeing God. Hallelujah. Anybody glad that when he found you, he freed you? Some of you say, I found Jesus. I say, liar, liar, pants on fire. You didn't find Jesus. Jesus was never lost. He found you. He hunted you down. He sent the Holy Ghost after you. He found some of y'all in a crack house. He found some of y'all in the club. He found you in rebellion. He found you in sin. But not only did he find you, he freed you. Make a little noise if you are free in this house. See, I'm glad that when he found me, he freed me. Jesus said, loose him. Loose is a primary verb. In the Greek, it means to loose anyone bound. It means to set free, to break up, to dissolve, to destroy, to demolish. God said anything that binds you up, depression, addiction, come on. I came to loose you from it. I came to, to break it up, to dissolve it, to destroy it, and to demolish it. See, I'll tell you why God is using this house. It's because there's some people in here who've been loosed. And once you've been loosed, there ain't no denying it because loose people act differently. 
I said, I said loose people act differently. You can always tell when you get by a loose person in church. They praise a little differently. They worship a little differently. See, see, I hate sitting by the wrong person in church. Have you ever sat by the wrong person in church? Have you ever sat by sat that religious ugly? I mean, when you're trying to praise God, their honey is so tight. Come on, they are chewing that pew up. You know when things happen like that and your honey gets tight, they're just chewing it up. And they're sitting there saying, if she swings her weave in my face one more time, if she, I'm going to snatch that wig right off of her head if she makes any more noise. And then you get mad about it and you try to move and then they follow you. Come on, somebody. They move right with you because loose people act differently. Loose people worship differently. Loose people praise differently. You sit by the right person. When you say hallelujah, they'll say hallelujah. Come on. When you say thank you, they'll say Jesus. When you say he made a way, they'll say right out of no way. Come on. I wonder if there's anybody here today. You got something inside of you because you've been loose. Nobody. Oh, don't let me lose my mind for a second. But nobody has to beg you to praise him. Nobody has to beg you to give him a clap. Nobody has to beg you to shout. When you think of how bound up your world used to be and how loose you are today, there is a roar that rises up inside of you. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Tell your neighbor you're sitting by the right one. Yeah, 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 yeah. See, Pastor Relly, it don't take all that. Still water runs deep. Let me tell you something. Still water don't run, honey. I think we need to be a, a church that knows how to express ourselves in gratefulness and praise to the Lord. See, see, people sit around and they're trying to figure it out the theologically. You have people sitting there saying, well, you know, I don't think it takes all that. The truth is, if you ever realize how good God has been to you and you remember what the Lord has done for you, tell your neighbor, he loosed you from something. Yeah, yeah, he loosed you for something or you wouldn't be here. He loosed, don't forget, it might be 50 years, but he loosed you from something. I said, he loosed you from something. He even loosed you from somebody. There were some people, oh, if they'd have still been attached to your life, you'd be in hell right now. You'd be suffering right now. But God said, no, you can't even stay in that relationship because I got something better for you. My agenda is greater for you. Why don't you take just 10 seconds and give God praise for everything and everyone and everything he loosed you from. Oh, I feel a shout in the house. People don't appreciate your praise because they don't understand what you've been loose from. So the donkey had to be broken. Thank you, Lord, for my seasons of brokenness because it prepared me to be used by you in a greater way. The donkey had to be loose. Thank you, Lord, for loosening me from the things that bound me up. But the third thing, young person, the donkey had to be willing to carry the king. Huh? He had to be willing to let the king on board and then carry the king. Now, church, this is powerful because everything hinged on the donkey being willing to bear the load. The donkey was built to carry the load, but it had to be willing. 
It had to be willing to say, Lord, get on board. Change my direction. I'll go where you want me to go. I'll be what you want me to be. I'll say what you want me to say. I'll do what you want me to do. The donkey had to be willing, and, and that's the key. Young person, if you want to be greatly used by God, you got to be willing to carry the king everywhere you go. you got to be willing to know that this is not a Sunday encounter, that this is not a moment in a service that you have, and then you take the king and you push him off. No, you got to be willing to carry the king with you everywhere you go. Now, now check this out. Here this donkey is, and Jesus, the master of the universe, gets on his back. Now, don't you know... If that donkey began to understand who he was carrying, if he understood that the lily of the valley had just got on board, the fairest of 10,000, don't you know that that donkey went from walking like this to when he realized El Shaddai is on his back? He goes, don't you know that? That day, come on, baby, that donkey had some swagger. Can I get a business in the house? That donkey probably had a strut on him. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. That donkey, that donkey was like, he honk, he honk, he honk. See, when you know who's on board, when that donkey realized maybe the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, El Shaddai, wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, bright morning star, do you realize who you got on board? You got the Lily of the Valley on board. You got the Captain of the Host on board. You got the Deliverer, the Provider, the Waymaker. You got the Chain Breaker on board. You got the Body Healer on board. You got the Crack Deliverer on board. You got the Child Saver on board. You you got the door opener on board. You got the mountain mover on board. Don't walk around with your head down and defeated. Lift up your head on your gates and give God a praise that you got everything you need on board. Tell your neighbor, I know what I'm carrying. I know what I'm carrying. I'm not gonna let the enemy get the best of me. I know what I'm carrying. Don't you know that donkey must have strutted like a Clydesdale into Jerusalem because he was carrying the gospel on his back. Look at your neighbor and say, I know what I'm carrying. I know what I'm carrying. That's why no weapon formed against me shall be able to prosper because I know what I'm carrying. That's why I don't look at the things that are seen, but I look at the, uns at the unseen because I know what I'm carrying. Now, here's the deal. That donkey must have strutted into Jerusalem, as I said, like a Clydesdale because he knew he was carrying the gospel and he was built to carry the load. He existed to serve. But let me just say thing, something right here, very important. Listen, young person. The donkey didn't receive the glory. Jesus did. It was not about the donkey. It was about the passenger. Oh, let me talk to you for a minute. Nobody said, look at that donkey. Ain't that donkey pretty? But that donkey is something else. You ever seen a donkey like that? That is a donkey's donkey right there. That's not just a regular donkey. That's a, that's a donkey right there. You ever seen a donkey like that? 
That's a donkey, 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 donkey. That's a, that's a, that's a, that, I, that, that must be Donkey Kong right there. That's a donkey and a half right there. Nobody was talking about the donkey because it wasn't about the donkey. And let me say this, I'm gonna say too much. The problem is we have too many donkeys trying to receive the glory that belongs to the king. Oh, I feel like talking to you for just a minute. We got too many donkey preachers and too many donkey bishops and too many donkey evangelists and too many donkey prophets and too many donkey elders and too many donkey deacons and everybody trying to get a title. Too many donkey singers on the stage and too many donkey musicians looking for their moment to shine when God said it ain't about you. It's about the passenger. It's about the moment you can have with the king. It's not about you being glorified. It's not about your voice. It's not about your solo. It's not about your ministry. It's not about your title. It's all about the king. Somebody give the king a little bit of praise. So many donkey-fied people, Lord, I, I better skip that. We're in a, we're in a generation now a religious culture that is drunk on titles. Everybody's a bishop. Everybody's an apostle now. You're a bishop. What you the bishop of? You work at Popeye's. I'm a bishop. I'm an archbishop. You are a bishop of what? I'm an apostle. How are you an apostle? Come on, you 19 years old. How are you an apostle? You never even preached in church. I'm missionary Keisha. Keisha, you ain't even been to Disney World. I'm a prophet. Let me tell you something. These, I'm prophet. When people come to me and they introduce me by their, their title, I just automatically say, oh, I'm prophet so-and-so. You don't have to tell me you're a prophet. Just prophesy. I'll tell you whether or not you're a prophet. And you better watch them prophets who prophesy for profit. I need to get back on my notes, but I'm losing my mind here just for a minute. I got down a rabbit trail. I'm sorry. You know, all these, I'll, I'll prophesy. This is the $500 line. This is the $400 line. Call, I'll prophesy for you for $333.33. Y'all ain't saying nothing. This is, the, I gotta get back on my notes. Now, if you're, I'll prophesy over you for, this is the $100 line. Listen, if you paid $500, $400, $300, you got ripped off because I would've prophesied over you and your whole family for $29.95. Come on. I'm telling you, when you really have a word in your spirit, you can't be bought or sold because it is not about you. It is all about the passenger. It is all about the king. Somebody give him a praise if you say it's all about the king. Hallelujah. The donkey doesn't receive the glory Jesus does. The donkey was nothing without the rider. And I ain't nothing without Jesus. And neither are you. Oh, one, two, three, give him praise. trying to land this plane but this is a jumbo jet and I got to circle the airport a couple of times the, 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 the donkey was known as a common animal of common people and the common animal of the common people carried a very uncommon man I want to be a part of something uncommon I want to be a part of something real and true and I need Jesus to do it donkeys were considered the burden bearers of the common people Check this out. The burden bearer donkey 
was carrying the one who was destined to bear all of our burdens. Isaiah said, surely he hath borne our grief and carried our sorrows. The word born there means accepted and carried away. I don't know if that makes you happy, but that makes me happy. When I think of all the Lord has carried away from my life, all the stuff that he has carried away, the depression, the doubt, the past, the problems. And then Zechariah said, rejoice greatly. Somebody shout rejoice. Yeah. O daughter of Zion, shout. O daughter of Jerusalem, behold, your king is coming to you. He is just and having salvation lowly and riding a donkey, a colt, the foal of a donkey. Hear me. He said, rejoice. Watch this. Jesus comes in riding this donkey. They're shouting Hosanna before him. They're laying their coats down. But understand this. Jesus came riding the donkey. And in the Old Testament, we find that judges rode donkeys. They didn't ride steeds. They didn't ride white horses. Judges rode donkeys. And Jesus came to Jerusalem. And he would certainly endure judgment for you and I and for our sins. But he also was going to judge the religious elite of that day. I want you to picture the scene. Multitudes are coming into Jerusalem. It's Passover season. There are hundreds of thousands of lambs everywhere. But don't miss it. The, the lambs are everywhere, but here comes Jesus, the Lamb of God that would take away the sins of the whole earth. After his death, after his sacrifice, there would never be another reason to sacrifice another lamb. That day that Jesus comes in, there is a lamb riding a donkey. <laughs> Uh, the lamb would replace every lamb that was in Jerusalem that day and for all times. And the Bible said that the multitudes who went before him and those who followed him cried out saying, Hosanna, somebody shout Hosanna. Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Now I'm going to talk about Hosanna in just a moment. But Hosanna is from the Hebrew word yasha na. It means save now. He said blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. They were shouting for him to save them now. Yasha na. Save now. Save us from Roman oppression. Save us from our poverty. Save us from our problems. Save us from our issues. Yasha na. And, and they were making so much noise. And there was so much praise. So many accolades going on that the religious people began to get upset. The Pharisees called to him in Luke 19 from the crowd and said, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. But Jesus answered and said, Man, please. He said, you lost your mind. He said, are you crazy? He said, I tell you that if these should keep silent, then the stones would immediately cry out. He said, if they won't praise me, the stones are going to praise me. How many of you can say, ain't going to let no rock out praise me? Come on. Ain't going to let it sing in my place. I'm singing a song right there. Y'all ain't help me. Ain't going to let no rock out praise me. Ain't gonna let it sing in my place. Tell your neighbor, no, no, no. Say, ain't gonna let no rock out praise me. Ain't gonna let it sing. Let's see if you can sing that, John. See if you can never say, ain't gonna let no rock out praise me. Ain't gonna let it sing in my place. Sing, buddy. Let it sing my baby. Hey, I ain't gonna let no rock out, 
Give the Lord a praise. Give the Lord a praise. Tell your neighbor, if you don't praise him, I will. Tell him, if you don't shout, I will. Tell him, if you don't dance, I will. If you don't clap, I will. You don't have to take my praise. You ain't done for me what he did for me. You didn't make a way out of no way. No rock is going to outpraise me. Stand to your feet. One, two, three. Give God a crazy praise. Hallelujah. 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 Tell your neighbor, Jesus will be praised. Jesus will be praised. Jesus will be praised. On this row, he's going to be praised. In this section, he's going to be praised. Out of this mouth, he's going to be praised. Jesus will be praised. Now watch this. The Bible said to rejoice. Now, now watch this. The word rejoice means to be happy. It means to be joyful. It means to spin around. Huh. Oh, Jesus. It means to put your gratitude on display. Huh. Some of y'all say, well, I'm thinking of praise. I'm praising God in my heart. You don't praise God in your heart. You praise God from your heart. And maybe you don't have to act like your brother or your sister. Maybe you're new to a church like this and you've never seen anything like this before. Is he preaching or is he singing? He's sweating. I've seen him spit on the first three or four rows. And now he's up here and he should be closing out. But it seems like things are winding up. Ethel, get your purse. It's time to get out of here. But you see, you don't, you say, I'm not emotional, but you don't have any trouble being angry. You say, I'm not emotional, but you didn't have trouble crying at the movies last week. You say, I'm not emotional, but somebody in here knows what I'm talking about when I think about the goodness of Jesus and everything he's done for me. There's something that gets down inside of me and I gotta give him praise. Gotta give him praise. He said rejoice. Rejoice. Rejoice means to spin around. Rejoice means to spin around. It means to be happy. It means to be joyful. And it means to spin around. I dare about 1,500 people just do your head like this and spin around. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. I dare you to turn around in your seat. Yeah. I dare you to turn around in your seat. Yeah. Yeah. Say, let me rejoice. Let me rejoice. The King has come to me. Yeah. Let me rejoice. The King has loosed me. Yeah. Let me rejoice. The king has changed my life. Yes, Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, you just stand there if you want to. You look cute if you want to. But I gotta give him praise. I gotta give him praise. 
I gotta give him praise. He brought me too far. He's been too good. He comes into town. People start taking off their jackets. Start taking off the coats. Start laying them down. The donkey's walking over jackets and coats and palm trees. And the people are shouting, Yashana, Yashana, save now. Deliver us now. Move now. Make a way now. My God, I gotta take my seat. But I need three more minutes who'll give it to me. He said, they're saying, save now. Deliver now. How many of you are thankful for what God's gonna do in the future? But how many of you need him to do something right now? David said, save now. I need a breakthrough now. He said, send now your prosperity. Heal me now. How many of you got some children that need to be healed now? You got a financial problem that needs a touch of God now. We're gonna shout Hosanna five times. And at the end of this fifth time, I want you to give God a praise like he's walking in to your situation right now. Like he's coming in to your situation. Are you ready? Number one, shout Yashana. Shout Hosanna. Hosanna. Two, Hosanna. Hosanna. Three, Hosanna. 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 Give me praise! He's coming now! He's coming now! He's coming right now! He's coming to somebody's family right now! He's going to somebody's daughter right now! He's going to somebody's son right now! He's coming right now. He's bringing provision now. He's setting up now. Hosanna. Hosanna. Ma, 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 ma. I need somebody to give him praise. I need somebody to give him praise. touching the sun right now he's going to that prison cell right now he's going to that home situation right now oh Hosanna Hosanna save now move now those people were in such a desperate fix they said Lord we need you to move now Jesus comes in on that day riding a donkey tell your neighbor he still uses donkeys
Mm -hmm. He still does. But the donkey, you feel the presence of the Lord in here. The donkey has to be broken. What's unbroken in your life, young person? What's unbroken? What have you not given to God? A website? Places you shouldn't be going? What's unbroken in your life, sir? Unforgiveness, ma'am? Issues from the past? The donkey had to be loosed. God wants to loose you today. He loves you so much that he doesn't just find you, he frees you. But see, you the donkey, the deliverer, and me. It was all about me. I understand now. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. For he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was laid on him. And with his stripes, we are healed. It was about me. Palm Sunday was about me. Put your hand on your chest and say, it's about me. Every stripe, every nail, every drop of blood, when his chest, when he was heaving and you could hear the death rattle in his chest, uh, it was all about me. He did it for me. Maybe you're in the room and you're not where you need to be with the Lord. And you'd say, Pastor, there's things that alienate me from him. I want him on board, but there's things in my life that shouldn't be there with heads bowed and eyes closed. And no one looking for a moment. You'd say, Pastor, I'm not where I need to be with Jesus. And when you pray for someone... Pray for me. There's things in my life that keep me from him, and I, I need him today. If you're not where you need to be with the Lord, when I count to three, if you say, if you're gonna pray, Jim really pray for me. If that's you, when I count to three, raise your hands. Pray for me, Pastor. One. I'm not where I need to be, Pastor. I gotta get some things right. Two. Since you're praying, Pastor, pray for me. Three, slip your hand up right now. Yeah, I just need to get some stuff right between me and the Lord. Hold that hand up. Don't put it down. Hands in every section. I'm going to lend you five more seconds. If there's things, sin, things you need to leave behind today, five more seconds, five. If you need to raise it, raise it now. If you raise it up, keep it up. Five, four, three, two, one. If you raised your hand and you really meant it, hold that hand up. Somebody next to you has their hand up. I want you to move back in your seat. And I want you to make a way for them to step into a brand new life. I want everybody that raised your hand. and You're ready to see God change some things in your life. 
You want to give it all to him. Move this direction right here. You won't come by yourself. I promise you. Somebody next to you is apprehensive about coming. Just get them by the hand and bring them with you. Hallelujah. Just sing something beautiful. Come on. I wish you would clap. They're coming from every section. Oh, look at this. Jesus. I bet if you'll keep clapping, we might have 10 or 15 more that'll come. Y'all spread straight across the front. Look, they're still coming. Oh, I wouldn't leave here like I came if I was you. Jesus, you be lifted Oh, they're still moving. I got time for this. I got time for this. Y'all, can y'all just spread out across here in the front? Come on up. All the move right across here because we got so many people trying to get down here. Jesus. We're going to wait on you. Come on, sir. Come on, lady. Come on. This is a good day. This isn't even Easter and look at the harvest already. Now, I don't want anybody to leave just for a moment, if you don't mind. If you start to leave, we have somebody in the balcony with a BB gun, and they're going to shoot you on the behind on the way out. But this is real important. People are accepting Jesus. Their lives are being changed. Give God a praise. Still coming. Look at this. Wow. Man, what a day. If this can happen on Palm Sunday, imagine what is going to happen when this building is packed and running out several times. It's going to be amazing next week. Hand on your heart, everybody, because this is what we're surrendering to the Lord today. And I want you to raise your other hand. Will you do that? Let's all join together in this prayer. This is a prayer that opens the door for you to get the master on board. Say, Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father in, Jesus name, in Jesus' name, please forgive me, please forgive me. for all my, sins. all my sins. Take my heart, Take my heart. Wash, it wash it clean in your precious blood. Your precious blood. I, can't do life I can't do life without you. Without you. I've, tried my way. I've tried my way. My way doesn't work, way doesn't work. but I choose, now I choose now your way. Your way. Thank you. That before I ever chose you, before I ever chose you, you chose me. You chose me. Give me a new life. Give me a new life. In, Jesus name. In Jesus' name. I want all of you over there, out there. I want you to reach over and put your. Give them a hand. Give them a hand. I, w- I want you to take your hand and I want you to put it on your neighbor's shoulder. I want all of you right here. I want you to turn and go this way. Pastor's helping. Pastor Jackie, I have a gift for you right here. All of my altar guys, just help them. Just go right this way, right over here into the prayer room. I want to see you just for a minute. Nobody leave. Come on, one more time. Give them a shout for this decision right here. Put your hand on that neighbor's shoulder. Now, Liz, I'm going to let you close us in prayer, but I want people to stop by in the back, and I want them to to pick up. uh, They're going to be people at every every exit. They're going to have the cards. They're going to have the the uh, door hangers 
and we need you to help us get this information out. I'm counting on you. Come back Wednesday night. Let's have a gigantic prayer service. It's going to be so anointed. I'll have something to say, and God will move in a mighty way. But also, we need about 800 more, 800 servant leaders. services on next Sunday so you can find that out on the website or you can meet us in the foyer we'd love to get to know you and just be a part of our awesome teams that day and if you're my special guest man I love you I was pretty rowdy today come back next Sunday I promise to be a little bit worse hallelujah so, but hold hold that neighbor's shoulder just say I bless you in Jesus name Liz is going to pray with us. If you're visiting with us, stop and see us. I'll have ushers and greeters at every exit. Take this information and let's get it out there. If I haven't met you, sure hope I get to meet you in the back. And don't forget to fill out a prayer card and put it in the crosses. We're all looking for God to really just wreck our families in an amazing way this week. If you have somebody that doesn't know the Lord, put their name on a card and stick it in the crosses. We're going to pray over those on Wednesday. God is already moving. Do you believe that? God is already moving. So let's pray. Father, come save us. We need you, Lord. We need you, God. And we come right now to you, Lord, with a heart of gratitude and thankfulness for what you've done for us. In this week of Holy Week, Lord, I pray that every day we see your face in everywhere we go, every person we talk to, and reminds us each time we take a step what you've brought us through, what you're doing with us, and our destiny and our purpose for the future. Father, we thank you. We bless your holy name. And the house said, amen. We look forward to seeing you all this week. Happy Easter early. Bring people to church this coming up weekend. Amen. Oh, Jesus, you'll be lifted higher. Sing it out. Higher.